This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, this is Desert Dave. At the Thai Smiles airline, I thought you missed a good chance for a joke because in Thailand in the bars, the hookers play a game called Smiles. You can look that up. It was the biggest wordplay myth you've had since you went through all of the uh, Pastor Manning uh, sodomite latte jokes without making a joke about Fappuccino. Anyway, have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. <clears throat> now, Cecil, is this like one of those under-the-table menus that you have to like... They're all on the special menu. I got so you've you. Got, okay. Yeah, you, you right. got to know the names of them. So right. yeah. the first one is Spunk and Spice. Nice! <laughs> so that, one, that one's really popular around the holidays. Uh, there's a Fappuccino. Nice. That's, nice. That one's a summertime drink. Uh, Pumpermint. That's that's a that's a seasonal one. There's the Oreo cream pie shake. That nice. one is a that one. That one's a little thick. I don't know if you're gonna like that one. They're also introducing a brand new kind of coffee. It's a little lighter than blonde roast, and it comes from Asia. You don't drink it. You pour it on your face. It's called the Boo Coffee, and it's a it's a totally different kind of drink. But it's it's new. They're not sure it's gonna take off. that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. Bullshit, motherfucker. There is actually a welcome mat in our studio. Fucking A, there is. I gotta rewrite that fucking thing. I gotta figure it out. Jesus Christ, you know, I fucking just wrote that 277 episodes ago, and you're going to fucking twist my arm to write something new? You're a fucking slave driver, bro. I know, I know. I, feel, I also feel, too, that we are uh, breaking the rules when we drink up here. I always feel like, you remember when we when you would go to, well, like a buddy's house or something, and they'd get a beer from the fridge, and you'd go downstairs. In the oh, it's all some, like, it's like a, oh, oh, quiet, don't tell you. Quiet. And then having a beer. you take a drink, and you're like, I don't feel that way here because I feel like I could shoot fucking heroin in the hallway. Yeah. Like, you I, could. I feel like in this place, I could, I could just, uh, there's nothing I could do here that would, uh, you know, shock or surprise him. You could fuck a hooker in the hall. <laughs> you could fuck a hooker in the, in the, in the stairwell and they'd be fucking high five you. The fucking management here would high five you on the way down. They'd, yeah, they'd, they'd walk by with like a one hitter banging right? in and be like, Hey man, you want me to pack it up for you? You want me to pack this up for you, bro? Yeah, this is basically a house of ill repute <laughs> that, that we are renting a room in. Like at at any moment, yeah. I expect a fucking Thai lady boy to knock on the door <laughs> and tell us our hour is up. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh my God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. 
So the first story we want to talk about uh, is terrible, like all of the other stories we're going to talk about. This is from the Raw story. Uh, Anti-gay parents compare LGBT students, uh, uh, student group at rural Tennessee high school to ISIS and drunk drivers, says people who cannot make comparisons aptly. <laughs> I mean, well, we'll talk a little bit about this, but yeah. at, at no point in... I think my microphone is slipping. I think it's moving. You keep on, it keeps on dropping or something. It does. Yeah. It's fucking flaccid. My yeah. microphone is... I mean, I gotta, maybe I got to hold it just right. Like, uh, stroke don't, stop, it a little. Stop touching it. No? Stop touching mm-hmm. it. You're ruining Wait, the moment. Sh- should I put my mouth closer? <laughs> don't how, put your close? mouth closer. How close? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw up I in just... like 30 seconds. <laughs> That's all right. I'll just rub it in. It'll yeah. be fine. So <laughs> if, if you are at any point in your life, if you're like, man, what can I compare to ISIS? Sure. Nothing. You can't compare anything to them. They are off. They're the worst people currently on planet Earth. Right? Yeah. These are people who are like, you know, maybe we should set someone on fire today. <laughs> like, actually set. And if you're like, you know, well, no. I don't like that other people put their penis somewhere I'm on. Know. You know? I don't know. The thing is, is like, ISIS is not one of those people that are like, maybe we should set someone on fire. They're like, maybe we should set someone on fire and have their parents watch. Right? That's more oh, ISIS. I think, that is more ISIS. I think it needs to go that extra mile in order for it that to be is, ISIS. That is, yeah. that is more yeah. ISIS-esque. I, I want to talk about, I want to read, just read one of these. And this is just some parent down there, right, who's right. saying this about, about yeah, it's, what's it's going on. It's just an individual because, shithead. Be, yeah, because the you know they created this LGBT student group, and people are flipping their shit. And the first thing that happened was they started creating... Uh, straight pride groups instead to sort of combat the gay pride sure, groups. Sure, sure. And then somebody work. on our page posted like, like well, what's wrong with a straight pride? And it's like, yeah, and what's wrong with non-handicapped spots? Gay pride, in my opinion, the only reason you say gay pride, right, is because you're proud that you are embracing the, the way you are. Right. right. You're proud that you're embracing the way you are. With straight pride, you don't need to be proud of that. That's just a, it's a status quo. There's right. nothing to be proud of because the whole world is already set up to cater to straight people. Yes. So for me to walk around and be like, "Well, I'm super proud that I'm the guy in charge," like that's kind of super douchey. Yeah, but you are you, you know, gay pride or whatever would be like you were saying, like gay pride makes sense because you're basically thumbing your nose at authority and saying, like, "Look, man." I get to be proud of who I am, just like you get to walk around being proud of who you exactly. are. Because right? you, and I don't have to live yeah. in the shadows. And that's the thing, though. You know, the straight pride thing is like that pride is inherent. It's right. part of the system already. Um, I want to talk to about this uh, this this person who posted something. I think it was on a Facebook wall because it's completely like fucking. It's got six fucking exclamation points. So I know that they copied it from somewhere. Right. So and it says. We should change the Constitution so that drunks can drive, can drive drunk. They were born that way. Let's don't discriminate against these poor, pathetic people and their lifestyles, in quotes, wrote Shane Beckham. I saw a drunk go into a store and a clerk wouldn't sell him beer, so he just put it back on the shelf. He should be like those queers, and it's A-N-S, but it should be and, and sued the store for everything they have. Damn shame he was discriminated against because that's how he was born. Born and he put a bunch of explanations. Well, clearly, this person was born illiterate. Well, I, and and I don't think I mean you know when you're saying people are are uh, are born that way, yeah, that's because everybody in Tennessee has fetal alcohol. <laughs> so yeah, fucking yeah, you're born that way, but not everybody in the world is born that way. Just Tennesseans. It's just uh, right. That's yeah, a, that's why that's, you have that distinct shape to your face. <laughs> it's a deformity, but still, right? Yeah. Where, where your teeth point forward, right? <laughs> 
the, you have the, like four rows of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, you got a fucking Mako mouth, man. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I lost one in the sub there when I was eating it. Yeah, it's Pulled. like, like sorry, right, I know fucking... we're gonna move forward yeah. to take its place in about an hour. It's no big deal. I got extras. Gosh. Yeah. No, oh, that's that's great. Your fucking tiny hand too, like curled up <laughs> to the side of you. God. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, look, you're from the fucking south. What do you fucking know? You know, it's like it's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the the idea that somebody would say like, oh, it's just like those, you know, a drunk is born that way. No, I mean that's wildly wildly inaccurate, and it's a terrible analogy. And while some people might be born with a predisposition toward alcoholism, and there 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 may be genetic markers that point toward that. And that's nowhere near the same thing as your sexual orientation, right? Like your, your sexual disposition in terms of what you find attractive, you simply cannot control. And there's no moral or ethical component to it. And I think that's the part that these guys willfully misunderstand. And I do believe that that's the case. They yeah. willfully yeah. misunderstand it. There is no ethical component to who you fuck. Yeah. If everybody is looking at each other and saying, eh, let's do it, then what the fuck do I care? Yeah. I don't care if it's man, woman, or chipmunk. If everybody is fucking sentient and willing to agree, which chipmunks can't, so I'll take that back. But still, if everybody is sentient and willing to agree, then fucking do what you the want. Chipmunk looks like it's enjoying it. Though. I mean, I've seen those furries. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're like dancing and they're. Oh, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't! Don't! God! <laughs> so, dude, that's I, some fucking weird shit. Did I ever tell the furry story? I don't remember. But okay. We're gonna retell the furry so, story. I don't. I don't. Hold on a second, because. I do want to put this disclaimer out there that, like, of all the fucking sexual kinks and what have you, right. that furry shit skeeves me out <laughs> so bad. And you know that's true, because we were at a hotel and we saw us furries. And that's I, the story I'm going to tell. I, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm down with just about anything but that fucking furry shit. That's, I'd rather fucking Amish girl. Would you rather, would you rather do scat play than furry stuff? <laughs> I would think about it. <laughs> I would think about it. It's that's yeah. not a no. I don't know. That's not a no. There's it's like you shit on my chest, or you gonna fucking <laughs> show up dressed as like a happy chipmunk. I don't know. Maybe you. Thing is, my dick's not hard no matter what in this <laughs> you scenario. Shit in the outfit, and then right? you're like dancing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. So, so we're at a skeptical conference in Missouri. Uh, it was skeptical, and uh, we're at the bar there. And there's a whole group of uh -huh. furries that are kind of doing their little walk through the, the hotel. It's sort of this, you know, I mean, and again, it's one of those moments where there's an atheist conference going on. You're in the middle of fucking Missouri or whatever. I don't even know. Was it a big town? Springfield. I Is don't that know. a big town? In Missouri? Can you have a big town in Missouri? In any case, we were in Springfield and there's this, you know, and it's one of those freeing moments. It's one of those moments where it's like, look. I'm going to be free with who I am. These, these, these atheists are here. These skeptics are here. They're, they're having this conference. You know, this is a moment for me to be who I am. Right. And so they had an opportunity to get dressed in their little outfits and they were walking around. And, um, like Tom, it's, it's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, if it's your kink, great, but I'm not into it. Like I ain't into like, fucking, I am so aggressively uh, <laughs> not into that though. <laughs> I'm, it's so I'm weird. Less, I'm less than, but still. So I come, I come, I come walking out of the out of the place. I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. So I walk out. I walk out. They're both inside, and I turn the corner, and there's a fucking six foot chipmunk, and it's standing there in the hallway, and I and I freeze. I just fucking freeze. I walk out. I'm just like, Whoa! and it, it's like fucking. It's like the end is shining when the thing, when like the fucking dog face guy is, is like giving a blow, blow job right? or whatever. Yeah. I like stop, and I'm like, what the what the fuck. 
And, the, <laughs> and then the thing kind of does this little like tee hee and sort of puts its hands over its mouth and starts dancing. I'm like, the fuck, man? And I kind of, I kind of stopped and I sort of, I sort of just sort of leaned against the wall, sort of pushed myself against the wall in hopes that I wouldn't be seen. <laughs> invisible and to the I'm furry. trying to be as invisible. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying not to threaten it. Right. <laughs> it pops up to look bigger. <laughs> so I, I lean against the wall and then the furry parade sort of walked past Is it a pack me. at that point? It was what a is... gaggle of furries, uh, I think. It's a murder of furries. Definitely a gaggle, I think. Is... <laughs> but anyway, they sort of a scritch of furries. A scritch by. of furries! <laughs> yes, that's what it is! It's a scritch of furries! <laughs> they walk by, they sort of march by, and they do their little dance. And I just was placid. I was just fucking, like, like shoved up against the wall, <sighs> just forced to watch them walk by, f- afraid to even move. <laughs> and then they left, and I, and, I, and I got off the wall, and I was like... <sighs> And then, like, I feel like my pits are drenched. <laughs> I'm just terrified. Like, I, I've, I've sweated through my clothes. I had to go back to the room to change. It was really kind of a traumatic experience. It, it, like, it, you would be less traumatized if there was an active shooter situation, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, like, at least you know, like, kind of what to expect. No, this is ridiculous. But, like, yeah, that furry shit, like, man, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I can't imagine, I, I cannot imagine how you look, how you're like, because at some point you're on a date with somebody and you're like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to throw gonna this ask. out there. I'm just going to ask. Yeah, you know, yeah, sometimes look. I like to dress up as a big fuzzy anteater. Here's the thing. And fucking wiggle my fucking nose, chin, I dilly have dangler out at you. in my closet right now a Snuffleupagus outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and it needs a back end. I got it. Yes. <laughs> I need the rear feet. I need you to Will be you the human me? centipede to my Snuffleupagus. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I know furries. Like I know a couple of guys that are furries. I don't. I do. I they're, just. I just. I and they're. 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 I'm sure they're, they're perfectly dudes. good people, they, right? Like know, just, I, I'm not saying they're it. just furries. I mean, they're fucking. So, they're weird as shit, but they're. Can you imagine? Like, hang on a minute, baby. Let me change it into something more. <laughs> let me. Ch- let me. <laughs> spend an hour <laughs> changing into something a lot less comfortable. We, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. This story comes from uh, oh. New Indian Express, which actually sounds like a fast food place. Sounds like I someplace can... on Grubhub. Right? Like, oh, yeah, let's go to, uh, let's get uh, three stars. Let's get some yeah. tikka masala from yeah, New Indian Express. Good. That'll be yeah, great. I like butter chicken. So this story is uh, illegal shelter for needy, tortures and forcibly converts people to Christianity. Um, and it has an illustration of a sad Indian child being like, wah, wah, forcibly converted again. It's even worse than that, though, because here's what happens at this place. They take these kids. Yep. Um, they forcibly make them read tons of Bible verses. Um, and then the kids have to recite the Bible verses to the poverty tourists that come through so that then those those people can give money to the institution right. and then they give them candy and all this other stuff. They basically give the kids a bunch of gifts. And then as soon as the people leave, they just like fucking take all that shit away and like make them do more shit. Like learn. You're basically a circus animal at that point. That's exactly you know, right. You're, yep. you're like a, you're like a, a fucking bear that can balance a ball on its nose. Yep. You know, you're just doing a trick so that you can gain more money for these people. Yep. And these people have been found out by about this. That's why this is even a story is because someone had, tried to visit their child and they're like 
couldn't get in. They wouldn't let them come in. And then finally, they called the authorities, and the authorities came and said, hey, we got to figure out what the fuck's going on here. And then they they did the little digging and found out that they're doing all this horrible shit to these poor kids. It's literally Dickensian. Like yeah, it's, it's it, literally, literally Dickensian. Literally, yeah. Like it, like like this is this is some shit like straight out of fucking uh, Copperfield, right? Like yeah. this is it's just it's so outrageous that this is going on in in 2016, and it's yeah the, the these kids, these poor fucking kids, um, are you know the the people who are organizing this. Let's be really clear: they don't give a fuck about religion or the Bible or any of it, right? Well, they, what they're doing is they're using these kids. To tug to 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 be the instruments that tug on the emotional and religious heartstrings of tourists, who are going to go around and be like, "Oh, you did you said a fucking religious thing? Oh, well, okay, great, that's awesome. You know, here you go. Here's a, you know, whatever, a golden trinket. Who gives a fuck, right? And these kids are fucking beaten and they're thrashed. They're tied to ceiling fans. They're starved for days. I mean, these kids are like they're they're worse than circus animals. They're they're fucking treated worse than circus animals. And it only works in this direction because people hear these kids spout off this fucking religious gobbledygook and they, they feel some point of empathy and connection. And they're just manipulating that. They're just they're seeing it as a fucking market opportunity. Yeah, that's exactly it. They're manipulating these other people. And it you're right, it's it's it it's it's that Dickensian tie because it's it's what can make me money. They don't, right. they don't care about the actual religion, it sounds like. They don't care that these kids are learning anything about the religion or they're learning any kind of moral code from the religion. <clears throat> what they care about is that the kids can recite the right things to get the most right, the most profit. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah. Glory, glory, hold it screws, yeah. The show it must go on. I love this story. I think this story is fucking genius. Uh, this is from rawstory.com. Uh, adult film company offers Ted Cruz a million dollars to star in his boyhood fantasy teen tit film, which I think is terrific. Um, so evidently, um, when Ted Cruz was just a young man, he said that his aspiration... A wee, a, a wee tit. A wee little tit. Yes. He said, my aspiration is to, oh, I don't know, be in a teen tit film, which I think is hilarious, a teen tit film, uh, like that guy who played Horatio. You know, he was in Malibu Bikini Beach Shop. I don't even know what that means. That like, like, what the Cinemax fuck is movie. Malibu? Yeah, like a right? Cinemax movie. He wants to be in a teen tit film, which I think is great. So who doesn't want to be in a teen tit film? Man, look, I would love to see as many breasts as possible. That's just, I mean, it's just a, it's just a life goal, you know? <laughs> right? It's good. Yeah, good. That's why I got you a subscription to National Geographic. You know, I'm, I'm there for you, brother. <laughs> we'll get those. We'll get, the, we get those. Get those nanners. <laughs> yeah. Those are good. I what love the, those. Here they some of those, some of those titties. You're just like it's like a pencil. Huh? <laughs> it's like, this is like, What's going on this there? Is wretched. There's nothing left in there. It's, it's just this weird little. It deflated. I didn't look at deflate. Gosh, is someone it's... milking? You? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. You just grab onto that and it just molds to you. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bag of sand. <laughs> The, the, this, the, but there's a there's a company that wants to pay him money. Yeah, Vivid. Vivid wants yeah. to pay him money 
to do this. They're like, hey, we've, you know, the video got released. Ha ha ha. It's real funny. But, you know, it, it, this just goes to show, I think, the uh, the deep, deep morality that runs right through Ted Cruz. Yeah. Right. You know, here on the one hand, last week we had Ted Cruz's dad saying how holy he is. Look at how holy he is. We talked right. about this earlier. We t- and, and this was before we started recording, but we started talking about how Ted Cruz's dad, you know, why that story is so insulting is because here he is saying, my son is the next David. He's the one, he's the anointed one. God has graced him with his word. He has chosen him as the next leader. We have anointed him with oil. He's left the temple and here he is. Now he's your next guy. Vote for him. And there's, it's not a small amount of people who will hear those words and oh, yeah. think, Okay, they're telling the truth. God really did talk to whatever his Absolutely wife's name yeah. is and say, "Here am I, Lord," or whatever you know, "Take me," or whatever, or "Come in my mouth, not in my hand," or whatever, <laughs> right, whatever it was. The whatever it was, they said. Yeah. And then you know, and now they're gonna say, "Well, yeah." And so, on the one hand, we have this you know this vision of Ted Cruz that they're trying to sell us. That is this this fucking totally pious chosen by God, next Messiah. Right. And then on the other hand, we have this Ted Cruz is like, man, I'd like to squeeze some titties if I get a chance to tell you that. Which is the honest part, right? Which is probably the honest one. Because here's the thing. First off, that guy, I don't know how that guy got laid anyway with a face like that. Right? I mean, the only way he's getting laid is to be in a movie, right? Right. Like, this is his one shot. He's he's never motorboating any titties unless he's in a movie. Yeah, this is his this one, is your one chance, one opportunity. And I want to speak to Ted directly on this. Ted, you really haven't lived until you motorboat some titties. So you got to do it. Get man. in there, get in, bro. Get, get in. in there. It's a million dollars too. So not only do you get to motorboat some titties, you also get a million bones. <laughs> There's no, it's a, and you're still a senator. Like all these things are kind of amazing. And let's be super honest, buddy. You're not going to be president anyway. Yeah. I mean, so just yeah. Take the million dollars. Sure. And fuck on camera. Yeah, it's that. fine. And, and, no. and we have to fuck just motorboats and titties. That's it. That's yeah. it. But the thing is, like, every young man is like, I, I mean, there's, there's a, a young a young Ted Cruz said he wanted to be in a fucking booby movie, right? Yeah. Like, of course he did. Fucking when I was a little boy, like a, a, a teenager or a 20 something or yesterday, I wanted to be in every dirty movie I've ever seen, right? Yeah. You're just like, I'm mm, being that. I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah, I'll be that guy too. Fucking, I'll be all these dudes. Except right? for the furry one. Yeah, I wanted the to be the furry in all ones of them. I'm not watching. <laughs> That's fucking weird, man. <laughs> I guess what I'm, what I'm saying though is like, like being like a sexually alive creature sure. is is an entirely valid, like normal, reasonable human response. But it's so weird because the right is so sexually repressed, yeah. That and and so sexually, uh, like unaware and unself-aware that like to have like this is kind of scandalous. Like, oh my god, that dude likes boobs. Well, fucking all dudes like boobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a thing with dudes. <laughs> They're awesome. And not all right? dudes. Not all dudes. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Right. There's some dudes right. who don't like boobs. Hetero dudes like boobs. Hetero like, that's a dudes. thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like, but you don't have to be like fucking weird and ashamed unless you've made your fucking name and made your fucking living sure. about being some fucking idol on a hill, right? That's like, it. About and being that's some, it, right? He's yeah. the chosen one when right. it comes to that stuff. He's right. the He's the. He's the fucking uh, like fucking lamb with no blemish or whatever the exactly. fuck they're gonna say. It's like if know? somebody came to me and was like, "Oh man, I heard Tom likes boobs." But fucking, I got a T-shirt that says yeah, it. Shit, are you kidding? Yeah. Fucking, yeah. I would get implants myself and just stay at home and yeah. play with me. <laughs> <It's> fucking, <laughs> I would fuck my own tits That's- if I could lean over that far. <laughs> 
that's why I got this fat. Just so yeah. my moobs are boobs. That's, that's just it. it. That's right. That's right. That's it. I shave in there I just so I can press them together. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. This is from the Daily Mail. Uh, Parents are forced to watch ISIS executioner behead their 14-year-old son after he missed Friday prayers. That's better than watching Ted Cruz porn, though, (laughs) admittedly. I still masturbate to it. Oh, God. Oh, no. More holes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you know, the problem is he, he gives great head help. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. What? <laughs> Please it's cancel just, the show. It's just week where, where I, I say something I immediately regret. I wanna, and then I say another thing oh I immediately gosh. regret. I just uh, don't want anyone listening to yeah. it. That's it. Like, I don't mind saying it. I just don't want anyone to hear it. I don't feel comfortable ever. Oh, no. Uh, I'm so sorry, all the people. Uh, oh, God. You know, the, the one upside... <laughs> Is that he won't miss Friday prayers again? Oh no! You know, it's like it's, not it's, at all. It's a you not know there is it's kind of nice though because they they also include in here just a random video of people being whipped. Yeah, like for like for fucking no reason. It's like at also first I thought that because that guy has a curved thing in his hand. It's a stick. I thought for sure it was a fucking a, a like a scimitar or something. When I just looked at it briefly, I was scrolling down. I was like, oh, "Is that a knife? Are they gonna cut these people's heads off?" And it was just a stick that he yeah. beat him with. He just they just, so they I, just I, beat I could a dude. I couldn't even come to that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to switch to a different video. Halfway through, halfway through, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, my God. Why are we doing uh, this program? No, but, like, this is what we talked about earlier, though, with ISIS. Like, this is a, you know, here's here's your opportunity to be horrible. Not only did you fucking execute a 14-year-old for missing Friday prayers, but you forced his parents to watch. Right. Like, yeah, y- you know, you've just expounded on evil to a, to a level that most humans can't even replicate. Yeah, and there's, you know, and, and through the article, they do say uh, that... that uh, uh, a reason that this was done was that ISIS was trying to uh, solidify their stranglehold on power within a certain area, right? So this is a power play. Sure. They're, they, you know, sure. They're, they're doing this in order to say, look, we're still in charge. But the way that we're going to show you we're still in charge is by doing literally like the most awful thing we can think to do. And it's always got this embedded religious message, sure, right? Yeah. It's got this embedded religious message for a reason, because that's a tool that is being used to control the people in the area. So we hear all the time this criticism like, oh, well, ISIS is really not doing this for religious reasons. They don't care this kid missed prayers. You know, they're really doing this because this is a way for them sure. to consolidate power. Yeah, yes. All they have to do okay. is just scare one family and then they can get a bunch of people in line. Sure. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But why do they choose to pick this infraction? Yeah. Right. They chose to because they could pick any infraction. Right. They could pick, all they're looking to do is behead somebody for nothing. For fucking nothing. Yeah. That's what they're doing. You telling me they can't find somebody who did something else at all? Yeah. They chose a religious infraction because it's a way for them to exert additional control over the people in a large territory 
by preying on the religious fears and concerns and conservatism of a major uh, area. Like to say, like, look, man, we got this. Yeah. We control you. We own not just your home, not just the, the, the means of production in this area, not just your economic stability, but we own your moral stability. We own all of this. I also wonder, too, if there's a little less backlash by doing this than by sure. choosing something else, right? You could say, look, we're doing this because we're following what this book says. This book says we should, you know, adhere to this very strictly. And if we yeah, don't, we should, we should, we should kill. And then suddenly people are like, oh, well, and then, and then you've also, they're also, you also got to consider that they're using this as a way to show other people how holy they are. Right. Right. Well, who's going to speak yeah, out against it exactly. now? Right. And yeah. And how do you speak out against it? Because right. now you're speaking out against the word of God. How do you decry this act by this awful organization right. When they're just doing the will of God. Yeah. You can't. I mean, there's, I mean it's just, and, and if that book wasn't there, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Now you could say, hey, why'd you behead that kid? Right. And you, you know, they, could, they could, of course, come up with some other infraction, like I was saying, but if they came up with some other infraction that they would have to use as the justification for it, there could be pushback. But who's going to raise their hand and say, like, I don't, I'm the guy that doesn't think that this is the inerrant word of the Lord, right? No, I'm fucking, I'm not raising my hand. You fucking chop my hand off. <laughs> This story comes from the friendly atheist blogs over at Patheos. Uh, Christian teens are viewing more porn than ever, says Evangelist, who's oddly shocked by this. Um, and I, I picked this article because, um, it again, like the like the stories we covered previously, it just shows like how fucking out of touch religious people are with human sexuality. You know why they're viewing more porn? Because porn is super easily available. Yeah, no kidding. That's why people view porn, right? Yeah, no kidding. Like, the kids these days are fucking spoiled. Try jerking off to a novelty coin. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like a deck of cards. Well, I remember, so I remember as a boy finding a scrap, a fucking scrap of porn. It was like torn and like fucking weathered and like it was like it literally was on the on the ground outside. And I fucking treasured that thing like I'd have fucking killed my parents outright. I'd have fucking burned their corpses to save that fucking thing. You haven't lived until you jerked off to the Sears catalog. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, looking looking at the lingerie section. You're like, like uh, that girl looks 14. I'm 14. <laughs> hey, uh, nice swimsuit, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm just going to go in the bathroom and look at some craftsman tools. Hey, I've been looking at this catalog in there <laughs> i've been looking at it for a new set of loafers there's like there's like a bra it's not even on a model it's and a, you're just yeah. like mm, it's a bra uh, that could be on a woman someday i could pop oh my god right now i gotta go yeah and i'm done <laughs> the thing is like right now we live in a world where like you can't you can't not look at porn the last you're required story, to look at an hour I, of porn I, i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it's porn but the last yeah. story on the sideboard there yeah. was a there was tits there was they were they they kind of blotted out the nipples a little but there was sure, tits on the right. side on the side of on the, the daily mail yeah. there always are there always are it's, it's every time if you have if you if you look if you're alive in the world in 2016 and you have access to any technology you could fucking get an e-reader and browse the internet you, there is no technology at this point that connects to the internet that is, and kid, you fucking put fucking net nanny or whatever on there. Kids are gonna laugh at you. Yeah, they're gonna laugh at you before they break that. They're gonna look at it with their fucking dick in their hand and hack that shit. They'll, they'll fucking jerk off to hacking net nanny. They'll tap with their dick. <laughs> they will hack it. They'll be like banging it against the keyboard, right? <laughs> and they'll, they'll 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 bang one out. So like instead, but it's so funny that. 
instead of just recognizing that this is the reality of the world in 2016. And so you're going to have to help kids navigate pornography, right? And I do think that that's a legitimate set of questions and, and have you conversations. Started that? Have that you started that with... with no, because <laughs> Finn's only nine, but I think we're only a year or two away Yeah, where we'll have to have a conversation about you know the kinds of sites that he should go to. Look, and, here's, here's the rape porn site I like. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> look, look, buddy, here's the thing, God. man. Everybody likes some choke porn. I get it. <laughs> It's fine. We all want to see the mascara run, but some. But there's good. There's there's respectful choke porn, and then there's unrealistic body image choke porn. Think it's a stain that amount of damage. That's a, look, that's buddy. CG. Look, look. That's yeah. a fucking varsity level shit. You'll straight kill a girl if you try that. Don't, don't go down that road. That's some next level choking right there. Oh, that girl is like the Michael Jordan of choke porn. That's amazing. Oh, nothing but oh, she's net. Got a lot of nothing tattoos. but She's net. more of a Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, it, it's funny here. At the bottom it says teenage girls and young women are significantly more likely to actively seek out porn. Uh, and, and it's funny, too, because, you know, yeah, of course they will, because, um, you know, now they don't have to look at a porn magazine with stuck pages. You <laughs> <Right>? know? <laughs> so we, see, we tend to seem to think that only boys like porn. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, that, that idea that, like, only boys like porn. But, you know, that women enjoy pornography just as much as, I mean, I don't know, just as much as men, because I think our libidos are a little more active but well, I think we're just that, excited I think as, yeah. as a as a general rule men tend to be excited visually yeah and women looking at men simply cannot be excited yeah right there's there's no way a woman looks at a man is like yes no mm -mm. I'm a, like no yeah no at least I'll speak for myself it's yeah. like I just let's turn off another light let's fucking a cave like the thing maybe. is, is when they look at me, they can't look at anything else. Like I'm the only thing. The only thing blotting out the sun. Yeah, I mean, like uh, when they have to look at something, they have to look at the horizon. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, it's well. like being seasick yeah. on a ship. <laughs> Just focus on the horizon and try not to puke. Yeah, in order to fuck me, they need a sextant. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking nautical joke, bitch. <laughs> oh. We're dead reckoning to get to your dick. That's amazing. It's like a fucking, oh. it's like Shackleton's voyage. It is. Just to <laughs> it's, many people like to say they've been with the white whale. So. No, you get, you're in the middle and you get harpooned. <laughs> <laughs> your leg's been cut off, but it's from diabetes. <laughs> It's, uh, we got a name yeah. for it home. It's called going down with the ship. Yeah, they, they, they cut off my leg and then just caramel pours out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part of this I want to read. It's uh, this guy who's fucking shocked that humans watch porn says it's vital to raise awareness about the threat of Internet pornography. Pornography violates all the re relational values between the individual and self and the individual society, the unity of our families and the moral, moral fabric and fiber of the nation. And I think the only fabric at risk is the front of the underwear. I think that's, <laughs> that's the it. only piece of fabric that's really at that's risk. A, right. Which you can just that and the sock you're coming into and throwing <laughs> on this. I mean, I think that fabric may be at risk, 
But I think you could wash that in cold water and it'll come. It'll right be out. fine. It'll come. It'll be right fine. Out. Just remember to turn them inside out when you yeah. throw them in the in the laundry. Just that's a cruster. You know, that's, that's no good. You put that on in the morning and it crunches. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What did yeah. I do? You're like walking around. You're like fucking. I got blisters on my biscuit. <laughs> Man, this thing's. It's like Thanks. it's like wearing sandpaper oh, in my shoes. Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonancepod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage, and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This story's from Right Wing Watch. Pat Robertson, Obama destroying America as we near the end times. So here we go. Evidently, Obama is going to destroy America as a fucking, like, he's doing nothing. He's just sitting and waiting to find out who's the next guy. That's his job right now. Yeah. He's fucking, he's a, he's his, a fucking seat warmer. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's going to, he's going to find a way to do it at the last, at day. the last minute. The last he's just going to, he's got his finger literally over the button. Like, wait for me to be out here, guys. <laughs> Blew up the world. All right. So let's hear, let's hear what Bobertson has to say here. <laughs> Bobertson. The biblical basis for some of this discussion is found in the book of prophet Ezekiel chapter 38. Is he more mush mouth than usual right now? Yeah, far, 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 I think far, far, far. he's having a stroke. Is he drunk? No, he's having a stroke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Well, he talks about in the latter days, a coalition coming against Israel that had been regathered from the nations and was living at peace in the land. And uh, the coalition included uh, the Caucasian states, the Turks, um, Sudan uh, and Iran and, of course, Russia. And all those together seem to be forming up against Israel. But in the meantime, it looks like the Sunni-Shia divide may be uh, exploding before the something with Israel. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at the North Koreans that just... The fuck <laughs> is he on about? <laughs> We got wait, We've named every fucking country in the Sunnis and the Shias. Are we playing Risk? It's, it's How many fucking armies do you have on North Korea? How many are you going to attack <laughs> me with? It's uh, maybe the Sunnis and the Shias will be uh, before the Caucasians. Well, you know, he's take talking. Over. What are you talking? He started, about? He's naming stuff. I mean, he started talking about biblical places, right? That's what he started talking about. He's saying that there was this biblical thing that happened. And then he just jumps into, like, North Korea out of nowhere. I, I can't, dude. I can't. How do you listen to this guy? And you're like, oh, man, he's totally making all you know, the sense I right think, now. I think, though, I think people just turn their brain off and they're waiting for the punchline. Yeah, probably. Launched a uh, satellite. They actually put a satellite in orbit. And they, they have now intercontinental capabilities that they could launch an intercontinental ballistic missile against us. No, no they can't. No, 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 they can't. This is not fucking. It's just straight not they true. Don't, they North don't even. Korea can't launch a North intercontinental ballistic wheat. They can't, <laughs> <laughs> they can't even make rockets big enough to lift Kim Jong-un off the ground. Whatever the fuck his name is. Is it Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un, yeah. Un? Yeah. Un-un. Un. Un. Yeah. 
Who cares? Kim Jong Un. He's a giant North Korean man, baby. Like, <laughs> I know. You know, I think what would be amazing. You get enough oil, a slick little ring, you know, like one of those ones that the the oil rings that the wrestling rings that they yeah, fight in. Yeah. And you just strip him down to his undies, and then you strip Ted Cruz down to his undies. Oh, I have a diaper fight. And then you have him diaper fight. Diaper baby fight. I think a oh. diaper baby fight between those two when oh they're slick God. and oily. That would be, oh, God that would be so disgusting. There would be I mean, cheese. They would fucking they get like they they get to choose like a, a weapon. It's like a rattle or a speak and say, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's it. Like it's like Thunderdome, but instead of like giant hammers, it's all just like and they're fighting with fucking binkies. And <laughs> you've got Iran on the threshold of uh, nuclear power, and uh, uh, they were. And then we made a deal with them. Uh, and then enough. it's worked out. And, and everybody, then, nobody wants to just acknowledge that that fucking deal seems to be working. Yeah. That, they, that they've that they gone and, and done a couple of other things. They filled up one of the reactors, et cetera. They did a yeah, bunch of Yeah, they had a stuff. nuclear shenanigans you reactor. Said it, we yeah, talked about yeah, this. Exactly. They filled it with the concrete. They put a top of the morning to you. <laughs> and it's done. Uh, then you've got Russia with a huge arsenal of uh, nuclear weapons. Which they've had which for they've had fucking for 40 four, years. Yeah, more than that, 50 dude. years. Yeah. Like, what's changed? Like, and then you got Russia, who's all of a sudden got nuclear. All of a fucking to the second nuclear power. Yeah. And uh, bellicose intentions around uh, the Baltic states and also around, of course, they're trying to take over as much of Ukraine as they can. And Obama is ceding a lot of the Middle East to this uh, radical group uh, called ISIS. And when it's all said and done, you think, what are you doing? I talked today to, oh, yesterday, excuse me, to a, a very dear friend of mine, a dear friend of mine who's in Congress and who is. Jesus Christ, get to a fucking point. <laughs> I will fucking pay you to get to a fucking point. Arrive at a conclusion. You're just saying things. None of it is driving at anything. It, well, he, he's just trying to, all he's doing is just putting the dots up there and hoping you'll connect them, uh, right? So he's just spitting out a bunch of different bad things. Here's all of the bad things that are happening in the world, and all you have to do is just look at the people in power and they're to blame. Not looking back, like you said, fucking 50 years they've been, they fucking had the Baltic states, they fucking owned them for 45 right. years. Is it is it Obama's fault that North Korea has has closed their essentially closed their borders to other people for that long? Yeah, like, since the 1950s. Yeah, I mean, is is it is it his fault? Is it his fault that you know the Ayatollah Khomeini has been fucking this horrible fucking like like religious dictator over there for decades since I've been a little boy? Right. You know, fucking Obama was a little boy when that guy was put into power. And he says in here, he says like Obama ceded much much of the Middle East. To ISIS, really? He did he have control of the Middle East? Did, did, I know, did Obama yeah. have control? And he's like, oh, you guys go ahead and take it. Yeah. I'm just going to cede control. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing to say. It's a fucking ridiculous. And I know that the counter argument to that would be like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it started in Iraq, and you know, we were in Iraq, and it was the pullout and the power vacuum and all that shit. But it's not the same thing as ceding it to fucking ISIS. It's a ridiculous, fucking stupid, fucking thing to say. In line to become the next chairman of the. House Armed Services Committee. And I, I said to him, look, we've got to have a 500-ship Navy. What are, you, what are you, a fucking naval commander? 
you're a million years old. What, 500 ship navy. What is this fucking Taipan? What the <laughs> right? fuck? What do we need a 500 ship the navy for? What the fuck are we doing with that? It's not, yeah. the, it's not the fucking Spanish Armada. What do we need a 500 ship navy? Why? So we can fight none of the other navies? <laughs> There's no other substantial navy. What are we going to do with a 500 ship navy? We're going to float around like fucking princess cruises? <laughs> In <So>. the navy. <laughs> It's outrageous. There are approximately 430 ships in both active. We need 70 more ships? What are we going to do? What's the difference is that going to make? Hold on. It says it with 70 more. Hold on a second. With approximately 70 more, either in the planning stages or in or under construction. There's already a 500 ship, ship Navy. What in is that going to do? <laughs> what would, what would, what's going to change? How is that going to change the balance of power? It's, is, is there anybody who's like, oh, man, we can't boat because... America doesn't have enough boats. <laughs> what are you kidding? I, I, you know, and that's the thing is like, like all you have to do is look at any of the choices that they've made defense in the defense budget or in the defense in, in the way in which they've decided to defend the country. You look at any of the choices and then you just pick and choose which ones you want to point out. You just pick and choose one of them, whether they're true or not, because clearly he doesn't fucking know, right? He doesn't know how many fucking ships there are. He's just saying, we need a five-hour boat Navy. You know, he's saying that because all he has to do is say that. And the people that are watching are going to say, oh, we don't have 500 ships. How many do we have? Probably half that. <gasps> We're fucking at risk. I, but, right. I know. And, and I know. You, and you I look know, at it and you I say, know. at risk from who? But they'll say fucking the yeah. Dread Pirate Roberts. I know, whatever. right? You know, That's exactly. I know. Blackbeard's going to come. Yarr! Yar, Give me your aircraft carrier. Here he comes. And he said that the way they're going, uh, they'll be down to about 250 ships. Um, Obama wants to cut back on the building of ships. And uh, when that happens, we will no longer be an international power. We well, you got all the, we have fucking so many missiles, we can vaporize the earth. There is nothing that is going to happen where we're not an international superpower from a military perspective right. at this point. We outspend... All of Western Europe, the United States by itself outspends, I think, the world in defense spending. We outspend fucking everybody. We outspend. There is no way we're not. We have so many missiles. Yeah. So we're at and, and, and planes. You know, like, that's the thing is like you're saying, oh, well, we don't have any boats anymore. You're like fucking you're thinking you're a you're thinking of a 50 or 70 year old military plan. Where you're like, oh, better get better build some boats. You're like, fucking yeah, that worked in World War II, dude. But nowadays, they're like, fucking, they could just fly the fuck over there. Right. Well, I, I understand that we, we have harnessed the power of flight, <laughs> Pat Robertson. I There's these guys, <laughs> the Wright brothers. You might have heard of them. Those Super young upstarts. <laughs> You see, they started with the humble bicycle. <laughs> they turned. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, like, I do, like, I understand that the Navy still has an sure, important part in yeah. logistics and planning and, like, the moving of equipment overseas. Yeah. Like, I fucking get it. I get it. I get it. I fucking know that shit. Don't fucking send me an email about that shit, please. I know that shit. But the thing is, like, one aircraft carrier, one of our enormo battleships, there is nothing even remotely comparable. Right, we have nuclear submarines. There's no world. There's no way we're not a world power. It's a ridiculous, it's stupid, a silly, fucking it's thing. It's a to silly say. thing to say. Yeah, and and again, it, what, what he's why he's saying it is because he wants to make sure that he demonizes the other side. Right, he's finding all these little things that he's just going to lie about to say so that as like all the fucking credulous dipshits that watch him will be will be going to the polls and they'll say, oh, 
that guy that guy came from this party and he ruined this shit. Right. He ruined our country. Yeah. And now now we all have I to made, live in fear. Yeah, we we learned twenty different ways from Pat Robertson how this guy ruined our country. At best, be a regional power. But we won't be unable to uh, uh, extend our force into any distant places in the globe. South China Sea, no way. Well, maybe we shouldn't anyway. Like, right? Like, well, oh, man. What that's if we, always an option. What if we weren't able to be imperialistic dipshits across? Like, what if we couldn't just invade any country we wanted at whim? Well, then we might have to, you know, talk our problems out. That's like saying, like, man. What if, like, I got hurt and I couldn't beat my wife anymore? Ugh. I'd have to, like, do the dishes sometimes. Fuck. Uh, Mediterranean Sea? No way. Our Arab Sea? No way. We won't have the force to do it. But uh, that's what's happening with Obama. And this man is... He is dangerous. He is really dangerous. But whether or not he can destroy this country uh, in the next few months that he's got ahead of him and his people uh, will saddle us with so many regulations. But we're looking at a serious, serious uh, economic collapse with no driver, no country strong enough to uh, uh, take on uh, the burdens of the world, unless the United States mans up and does it. Well, so much yeah. for what's happening. But I, the one thing we've got to remember, and I'll say it over and over and over again, God Almighty is on the throne. So then it just doesn't matter what we do. Regardless of what people do, God's going to win. It doesn't matter what we do. It's a fatalistic fucking worldview. I've been on the throne for a long time. I ate a bunch of cheese. <laughs> and I just ain't been able to pass that I cheese. I can't get off the throne. I got this great book I've been reading I mean, for a long time. I have biscuits and gravy, and that always clogs me up. I've been reading this new book. It's called The God Delusion. <laughs> Y'all read it. It's fascinating. So story comes from the Daily Mail. I don't know if this is even true. This is a furry thing, I think. Dude, this is a weird. Oh God, you gotta go to this. You guys, you gotta. I like you even know, if you it, never go to yeah. our website. Well, the Daily Mail basically has this guy who's in a, a, you know, just I mean, a pretty modest outfit in my opinion. It's a guy dressed as like a cartoon woman. So yeah. a guy was dressed as a cartoon woman. Then it's like a like in the states we have these fucking. Uh, um, uh, Statue of Liberty people that stand outside during the tax season right. <laughs> they're in these outfits, right? So, or once in a while, you'll see a guy in a sandwich outfit and they'll be standing there with like, like twirling a, a yeah, sandwich twirling board. This, uh, I love those guys because it tells you that, like, people at, at this point, it's cheaper to hire a person to hold a sign than a stick. Yeah. Like, people are so expendable that it's like, oh man, should I go out and get a stick? Or hire that kid. Ah, go get that kid. He's cheaper than an. He's cheaper than a stick. He's cheaper than an actual stick. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. The, the Daily Mail's uh, headline here is: Saudi morality police arrest a sweet shop's mascot for showing skin. This man was arrested for wearing a cartoon okay, costume. There's no skin. There, there's, there's no skin. There is no skin. He's covered up in a fucking polyester outfit of a. It's a dude. In a polyester furry outfit, and even the polyester furry outfit is just showing arms. And a, arms. And a face. 
And a fucking giant vagina. And a but face. still, yeah. It, it, no, <laughs> you gotta look underneath the dress for the vagina. It's, it's ridiculous. This dude, they, they go arrest this guy. Do they have nothing else to do? Are they filling a fucking morality quota? They had nothing other like, oh, we couldn't find any female motorists today. We have to, <laughs> we have to what? arrest. They can't find a female motorist any day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Be ridiculous. Where do you even buy? It? Like, if you're if you're living in a country this repressed, where do you even get this suit made? Like, did you did you order this weird outfit know. on Amazon? Yeah, and it's and it and it and it has this um this very sort of. Uh, Asian? I don't know, like, doesn't it kind of look like a Japanime sort of face? It's, it's got that Japanime fuck mouth is what it's got. You know what God I'm talking about! It. Come on! What are you doing? <laughs> their mouth is too small to fuck. <laughs> you gotta fuck them in the eye, because their oh, eyes are Jesus huge. Tom, their eyes are huge. Oh, no. Yeah. It's uh, th- this is this is amazing. Like this, it, there's a picture on social media showing the mascot in the back of the police car after the arrest. I love it. It's so insane. I love it. It's amazing. it's like arresting Mickey Mouse. It is. It's amazing. It's the best. And this is the best part about this. I think the best part about this, and also a very brave part about this, is that the people of Saudi Arabia started going to Twitter. To say this is what we pay you for. This right. is what you. We, right. This is your job. This is what you do. They started a hashtag, the morality police arresting a dummy is the hashtag that they that they put out, and they basically poked fun at the arrest, and then they just mocked them. And that's Best. very brave. That's yep. very brave. If you're in Saudi Arabia, on the, on Twitter mocking. The authority, the people, the morality right. police who can just be like, you know, they could just show up to your house and be like, you know what? I saw you fucking hashtag me on Twitter. I think you're a witch. Yeah, right? You know what you need? You need a good beheading. Yeah. That's what that's what you need. You need a nice public beheading. We have a little machine that could take off those twitting fingers. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Seriously, though, this is that, that's some brave shit, though. I think some very brave it shit. It is. But, you know. This is a country, though, that gets away with them being fucking horrible because they're rich and they and they get away with it. They get away with, you know, doing crazy shit like this, as well as, you know, hurting humans, beating them, killing them, et cetera. They, you know, they they, they execute people like it's going out of style. They beat people all the time. They they physically injure them, mar them, scar them and, and they get away with it. And nobody goes in there and says, hey, fucking don't do this. Instead, everybody just turns a blind eye to them because right. they have because they have all the oil. Ton of oil. It's the oil, right? Yeah. Like they can treat half of their population, literally half of their population, like fucking subhumans. Yeah, because uh, you know, of course, like, and we'll get away from it. But like, what's embedded in this is like, you know, a woman's skin, a woman's body is so fucking fearful to these chicken shit cowards that even a fucking a doll, a basically a fucking polyester doll of a woman's bare arm. They are so fucking afraid of that that they got to arrest the, the fucking costume. They arrested a costume. Yeah. We live in a world where we're arresting costumes of women <laughs> because it's like, oh, my God, what if I saw the fucking like the thought of the probability of the possibility of a woman's skin on a man's body? <laughs> So we want to thank our most recent patrons, Tony, Joshua, Edward, Tim, Tracy, Laura, Michael, Wesley, Waiting for Wrath podcast, Paul. Oh, this is from, I can't, I never could pronounce this. This is from, um, this is from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, 
Slarty Bartfast. You got I think me, is man. what it is. I, don't know. I, can't, I can't remember exactly how it's pronounced, but I think that's it. All right. And uh, Tor, thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. Um, we did get a couple of PayPal donations, Tom. We did uh, from Laura, Ned, and Kelly. Thank you guys very much for your PayPal donations. You can head over to dissonancepod.com, and there is a link to donate on our page. Thank you very much. So we got a message um, from Jesse about uh, Bernie Sanders, and 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 uh, Jesse's message was uh, was basically uh, saying uh, that he does have some apprehension about uh, potential presidency, uh, but also uh, sort of happy that uh, that Bernie's you know sort of doing pretty well, et cetera. And uh, and uh, I'm going to read this part. It says I don't believe that he's too pie in the sky to get anything done in Congress. I think the Republicans would stonewall Hillary even more than they would Bernie. I, I, I more worry that he is the one who would be unwilling to compromise his pure principles by working with the Republicans who don't share his ideology. Uh, if you look back at his record, you might you might see that he can get things done. And then um, uh, Jesse also sent a link that basically says that uh, Bernie managed to accomplish uh, this in Burlington during his time as mayor in the 1980s. He, in this particular, he was able to go head-to-head with a local Republican real estate developer. In the end, the result was good for both business and the people. I don't disagree that Bernie Sanders could, you know, many years of a politician allow you to, you know, do those sorts of things, to be uh, a negotiator and to help other people, uh, to, you know, to sort of make sides come together, et cetera. But I, you know, here's the thing. I'll believe it when I see it. You know, we've been hearing a lot of things about Bernie Sanders' campaign from a lot of different angles. And a lot of people have a, a lot of different things to say. And one of the major, a couple of major things they say is he's going to change the face of politics as we know it. Again, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard that language ever since I was a child. I voted for Ross Perot. I'm old enough to do that. I voted for Ross Perot. Um, he was one, he was one of those guys during my, you know, formative years that said the exact same thing. I'm here to change government. I'm going to, I'm a businessman. I'm going to change and do it. You know, this whole other sort of thing. I'm going to handle it totally different, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that we've, I've been hearing it for my whole life. I'm sure people have been saying it for a very long time. I'm going to, I'm, I'm the new face of politics. Bernie is just the, the next on this road. You know, we heard it with Obama even, you know, you know the hope and change yeah. thing that he was doing. You you said earlier today when we were talking before the show, like everybody has the same rhetoric, right? Like I'm going to change Washington. Everybody's a Washington outsider, right? I do, and I want to preface this with saying, again, for the fucking hundredth time, I'm voting for Bernie, right? I like Bernie Sanders. I like virtually everything he says. However, I am still skeptical about his ability to accomplish his goals, right? Because I think what we've seen over the last eight years is such a fucking partisan cock-blocking that I am dubious that anybody with a leftist agenda will be able to really accomplish any leftist policy change. I just am really dubious that that's going to be the case. I'll be perfectly blunt. I think Hillary would be cock-blocked every bit as hard, if not harder, in large part because she's a woman. I think fucking the Republicans hate almost nobody as much as they hate Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So I don't think either one of them is going to get anything done. But I'm going to vote for whichever one of them in the general. I'm going to sure. vote for whichever of one course. of them is in the general. Exactly. Me in too. the primary, I'm going to vote for Bernie. Yeah. I like everything Bernie says. I'm just really, really fucking dubious that in the political environment we have now, that either of those two will be able to accomplish virtually anything substantive in their agendas. Yeah. yeah. I just don't. I just am, I just can't. Yeah. 
I have, I have, I track have record, so cynical on this. Yes. The track record is for cynics at this point. Right. Now I'm well, I, I fucking, I want to be wrong. Like I'm I fucking, really, I'm really want to be wrong. happy to be wrong. Oh, it would be amazing to be wrong. I want to temper my idealism with a touch of realism. Right. We got a message uh, from Mark and Mark says that he, he was, he fucking laughed his ass off when he listened to the god awful movies we did where we did loving the bad man with Noah Heath and Eli and uh we 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 got a lot of feedback on that episode so if you haven't caught it um it's raunchy as fuck but it was oh. a lot of fun to do and we laughed a lot throughout so if you haven't caught that episode of god awful movies you should we got to put this as an image for this week this is fucking amazing this uh this is done uh by Kelly and Kelly sent this in uh Kelly created this Vataleek's uh, image. We talked about Vataleek's a while back and we said that they're probably, that sounds like diapers. And uh, this is, this is amazing. This is a product that was created by Kelly uh, as a joke for that, for that episode. It's fucking hilarious. So if you get a chance, go to our website for this episode 278 and check out the Vataleek's image that's on there. Great job, Kelly. Super funny. We got a message from Jim and Jim is talking about uh, when we had Eli Bosnick on, and uh, and uh, I'm going to summarize this email, um, but uh, I'm going to read the part, the top, and then summarize the rest. Jim says, uh, "I would like to know why a lot of uh, of Eli's hyperbole went unchallenged. I believe this is why." Fem- the feminist movement has a bad reputation because it is uh, because of a lot of it is dishonest. Why does someone have to lie so much if they are correct? And then um, he went on to say that Eli created uh, said he said that there was a game where people could beat and rape Anita Sarkeesian, and uh, it's dishonest because they're only beating her. Um, because there's a there's a difference between punching and raping, and uh, and I did see this video game, and it's not a video. I mean, it's not a video game. It's a fucking. It's a. It's an image that you click a mouse and as you click the mouse, her face gets more bruised mm. and she eventually, it's just a Photoshop of her getting beat up. It's stupid. Like, I mean, it's like, it's, it's the most childish thing you could possibly create. It was created. Like it was, sure. ma- somebody yeah. made it and you're like, oh, that's childish and stupid and un- and uninteresting and totally not worth doing. I mean, I, like I, I saw someone play it. They were playing it. Uh, uh, it was a video of someone playing because I, I had to do a search for it. I, after he said this, yeah, you had to look for a couple it. Couple weeks after, yeah. I did a search for it. And I just found this game, and uh, basically he's saying like, why did he lie about this? And why didn't you, you know the the main thing I'm getting from this email is why didn't you hold his feet to the fire? Why weren't you guys sort of on him about this? So we had a conversation with Eli when Eli said these things, and some of the things that he said were incorrect. Um, we fact check some of those things, but some of those things, we didn't take everything he said and throw it in through a veracity meter or something. We, we found the things that people were having problems with that he said, we did research on those things and we came back with a, with a episode where we, where we, uh, where we did some corrections. We certainly didn't correct this particular thing. Cause I didn't, th- I didn't care about it. I, I didn't no. know about it. I didn't care about it, et cetera. But one of the things, one of the things that um, that happens is, is that people forget that we're just having a conversation. Nobody stops anybody during a conversation and says, "Hey, I'm going to Google that real quick." Yeah, you know, Eli's. We we went through, and I think we tried to be honest. We we didn't have the information. He told a story. It's not like we had uh, a list of talking points before we recorded yeah. with him. You know, I think that's that's a point that maybe people people don't understand is we don't ha- we don't do any. Like, hey, we're going to talk about these things ahead of time, and here are the points I'm going to bring up, and you can go ahead and check all these facts, and then 
we'll record a show. We had him on the show and we talked. Yeah. And it was an organic, natural conversation. He said certain things and, you know, I first time I heard him, right? It'd be like if you said like, hey, man, the fucking sports ball team won the game. I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to take your word for that. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go ahead and check that because I... Well, I'm in the middle of a conversation with you. I'm not going to pause at every fact that you utter and check it. Now, when it came to our attention that a lot of the things that Eli brought to the to the table were factually inaccurate, Cecil and I did a whole episode to go over those. Now, there were there were items that were left out because they were probably not critical to the conversation or to the overarching points that we were really driving at and that Eli was driving at. So if we miss something, sorry. You know, I really, honestly, like if if something was said that was inaccurate and it wasn't corrected, okay. You know, I mean, but th- it's never going to be a show where we pause and double check everything because in order to do that show, you have to do the show first, right? You have to do the show and then say, okay, these are the points we're going to talk about. These are the items we're going to do. You have the opportunity to fact check them. Now we'll go ahead and record and have a conversation. That's no fun. It's, it's just not the nature of this program. The other thing, too, is you sent us this big, long message, right, about how Eli was wrong. You should send this message to Eli and talk right, to Eli. Because he's the one that was wrong. Because Well, not only because he, he was the one who, who, who made some assertions that weren't true, but also Eli's really receptive to this sort yes. of thing. And Eli's also a public person. He's on Twitter. He'll send you his email address if you want. He's, uh, you can reach him through the God Awful Movies podcast. You could probably reach him through the Scathing Atheist podcast. You can reach Eli. And he is more than willing to talk about this stuff with you. So if you're interested in, in disputing anything that he he said, feel free to go after him and talk to him about it because I know that Eli wants to talk about this stuff. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this exists. We're going to put a link to this on the show notes, Tom. There's a fucking poster. I just look at this. I can't even believe it exists. It's amazing. It's, so this is on Ted Cruz's yeah. store. If you go to store.tedcruz.org, and I checked because I thought this was fake. I thought this was fake. Yeah. This is Ted Cruz's actual official website. If you go and you navigate to the store... There is a product which is a, a Photoshop image of Ted Cruz's diaper baby head with a cigarette hanging loosely from his flaccid lips, superimposed or photoshopped onto a tattooed shirtless dude with a tattoo that says Cruz across his belly like gangster style and fucking it's so weird. It's it's a it's like a prison style photo. Yeah, it's right. It's it's fucking crazy. It's like it looks it looks like a fucking thug life. Like it looks yeah. like fucking Tupac. Right. He's all neck tattooed yeah. up and like he's got the tattoo across his belly. The whole I mean, the whole fucking thing with fucking Ted Cruz's yeah, head on it. Fucking Aryan race shit, dude. It's so weird, man. It's so fucking weird. Can you imagine if fucking Obama had something oh my like God. that? Can you imagine? They, they would be. They'd be talking about how much how much of a thug he is, right. and how you know how yeah. street he is, right? And, and how he's yeah, glorifying, how he like, is. yeah, and how he's glorifying gang culture, yep. and you know, uh, embodying. Could you imagine violence. if a Latino like that was right? running for president, like if like that, a real Latino, not Ted Cruz? Uh, what was her name? <laughs> that was um, awesome. That was pretty good, actually. If, if could you imagine if Sonia Sotomayor had a had if they, a, if if they, she was like in a like, in like choloed a, out like chol- <laughs> <laughs> she had like a teardrop <laughs> she had the paint she had, she had the drawn in uh, eyebrows. eyebrows yeah uh, and the, oh, and the, and the, and the, the black lipstick the, black, <laughs> yeah, the lipstick with the line across you know the, the outline we want to talk uh, so I want to talk about this uh, message uh, from Jonathan 
And Jonathan sent in this message about, uh, he sent in the message about uh, rites of passage, Tom. Do you want to? He said, I have a question. I'm wondering uh, what you guys think about rites of passage. There are a lot of people out there uh, saying that one of the great uh, failings of our society today is that we don't have this ceremony where boys and girls pass into adulthood. I experienced a rite of passage at 13, a ceremony where I literally crossed a bridge. Even at the time, I thought it was total BS because the next seven to 10 years, everyone's telling you you're still a child, not an adult. And I go, then why'd you make me walk over that fucking bridge and tell me I'm a man now? <laughs> I think that's super funny. It is but, funny. But I will say that as a as a man who generally loves symbols and symbolic uh, gestures generally, um, I do think that rites of passage have an important meaning in, in human culture. They, they certainly... Um, are a part of all cultures, uh, you know, across the globe and across uh, across societies, um, but they have to be meaningful. Yeah, you know, the reason the bridge thing didn't work is because it was bullshit, right? It was a rite of passage that then it was supposed to signal a change, but then if there was no change after the bridge ceremony, then it was just horseshit, right? Right. So I do believe that rites of passage can serve an important purpose um, in identifying periods in your life. I think rites of passage not only identify when a man turns or, or when a boy turns to a man or a girl turns into a woman, but you know, rites of passage, funerals are rites of passage, yeah. weddings are rites of passage, divorces are rites of passage. Sure. These things are important uh, stepping stones in our lives that signal important changes and sure. they have ceremonies that surround them for a good reason, mm -hmm. right? So I do think that generally speaking, those things are significant. Yeah. And I think I think you know it's very important for boys to go through rites of passage. I think every boy should go out uh, camping and find a dead body. I think it's that that is right? that is something you have to do. Everybody has to poke the dead body with a stick. It's, otherwise, how are you going to hear the pie eating story? Got a message. This is from uh, Sarah. It, its title is "I'm a Canadian," and the first words are "fuck you." <laughs> Uh, and then it says, your country uh, banned Kinder Eggs because American kids are too stupid not to swallow the toy. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, guns, however, those be totes safe. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then she says, and the best wheat comes from Canada. When I was in the bakeries in Italy and France, I told them I was from Manitoba. I didn't even know it was a place. I thought that was like, I thought that was like. Can't I you thought, go swimming with those in Florida? I, Manitoba. I thought that was another name for a Sasquatch. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a place. When I told them I was uh, I was from Manitoba, they got super excited because they all use Manitoban wheat. I don't believe that. I don't believe that anybody got excited that anyone was from Manitoba. There's never been a moment's worth of excitement anywhere about where your fucking wheat comes no, from. That's if you are in a place so desperate to have a conversation with somebody that your fucking talking point is. Hey man, love the wheat from yeah. your country. You have failed at conversating. <laughs> you just you've also failed at country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom, we got a message from Jr. You know we did, and I don't want to read the whole message. Um, but uh, Jr. says that he is a former special forces operator, um, and he came out of the military, um, and he had some significant issues coming out. Um, he ended up homeless, toothless, and disfigured. Um, it's a it, it it's a it's a very tragic story. We're terribly sorry that that all of this has happened. He's very sick at the moment. Um, one thing he did say is that um, listening to our show gave him some hope during a, a particularly desperate or down time in his life. Um, so we just both wanted to reach out. I think Cecil and I both wanted to reach out um, and just shout out to you, Jr. And say that you know we we hope that we wish you nothing but the best. We we wish you very very well, um, and that uh, we're glad that the show for all of its dick jokes and insincerity. 
with real sincerity, we hope this show can offer some kind of support um, and, and hope to you. So here's to the best. We got a message uh, from Michael, and Michael made a clip about Sarah Palin saying uh, that Trump could command fire. He, better than anyone, isn't he known for being able to command fire? What manner of man are you that can summon up fire without flint or tinder? <laughs> what an eccentric performance. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If you could throw a little holy grail in there, I love it. Okay, so we got a message. Now, I'm not going to read the person's name, but they have the letters PhD after their name. And I just want to read this whole message. Listening to your most recent show, I have to object to you comparing Michelle Obachman's vaginal region to that of Chicago, of the great Chicago Italian beef sandwich. Michelle's vag is more leathery and more moldy than the worst Italian oh. beef sandwich I ever had. Ah. What have you become? What have you become? This is the letter. You are is, a PhD. This is the level of your discourse now. <laughs> this is amazing. This is somebody whose educational level is such that they shouldn't even be able to download this yeah. show. Should be blocked at your university, right? <laughs> they should, they should, they should hand you your PhD and then look at your phone and just delete Stitcher. Yeah, right. Like, no, this <laughs> is not for you. That anymore. Not for you. Uh, we got a message. Um, this is from Jonathan, and Jonathan says, "Hey, uh, you can say that nothing good ever comes out of Canada all you want, but when you're forced to say President Trump, don't come begging for us to let you guys in." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's never gonna happen. It's maybe it's not gonna happen. Uh, we want to wish uh, happy marriage. I don't know. What do you say? Congratulations. Is that what you say there? I no, don't... I think I think congratulations. I mean, the the first marriage is always the best. The first you know, marriage is the best. It's not true. No, it's but it's the first. It is so, the first. There you go. So there is something to be yeah. said there, Veronica. Give and it a Diego. whirl. Good Give luck. Whirl. Let us know how the second one turns out. What is marriage? Marriage is betting half your shit that you're gonna love them forever. Is that what it is? <laughs> Uh, we got a glory hole chant. Uh, this is from Peter, and he's from Sweden. Glory hole, glory hole, glory What has happened to our lives? <laughs> what has happened? I used to have some self-respect. Oh, not well, much. I loved it. I think it's that was great. great. Thank nice, you. Nice work. This is the best email we got this about our Canada bashing last episode. This is the best one. I'm going to read it in its entirety because it's amazing. This is from Carolyn. Love you guys. But I heard a major error on your last show. You said that, n- that nothing that's the best of anything will ever come out of Canada. Well, I have to say the best apologies will always come out of Canada and especially Canadians. But if I'm wrong about this, I'm terribly (laughs) sorry. I had a total stranger apologize for not getting the door before me to hold it open for me and my children. Now that's an apology, Canadian. (laughs) What I love the best about this is... We got a we had a, a message from someone who said that they weren't going to listen to the show anymore because that we made fun of Canada. Like this person understands the roast nature of this right. show. That I think is that uh, you know we make fun of all these different parts of the country. We make fun of all these different parts of the states. We make fun of uh, all uh, all different parts of uh, of the world. You know, we we just it's 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 fun. We also you know we also make fun of this state and and this city 
you know, we've made fun of everything, Cecil. We make fun the, of ourselves. We the, make fun of our lack of sexual prowess. It's the, it's There's the roast nothing. nature of the, the, the show. And some people just don't get it. They I think know. the moment they're, they're fine with it when we're talking about Alabama. Right. They're like, oh, it's uh, ha, 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 Alabama. And then you're like Canadian. They kind of perk up in their chair like, what? The Wait fuck? a minute. You Hold on. You can't Canada? talk about Canada. You can't say bad things about us. And then they get super butthurt. And I just want to say one thing to those people. Your tears sustain me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I fucking bathe in your tears we got a great tweet this person tweeted this out um uh and i don't they they must have found it somewhere else but it's i think it's hilarious so if sanders and trump win the nominations u.s muslims will have to choose between trump and a jew that's amazing (laughs) it's true too we also got an image i'm going to put it for this episode this uh this episode 278 um it's an image of glenn beck and it's glenn beck crying and it just says won't someone please think of the white people? That's <laughs> tremendous. That's awesome. That's, that's so good. That. That's amazing. So uh, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, we are going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 